Luke and Katie White. Good morning. My name is Luke, and this is my wife, Katie. Uh, we recently celebrated our 16-year wedding anniversary. Yeah, thank you. Uh, in those 16 years, God's blessed us with a beautiful, crazy family of five kids, three of them being uh, five-year-old triplets. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just add this little piece in. Um, we have these curtains that block the sunlight in our dining room because we have this beautiful problem that the sun sets in the west and that's where our windows are. And so we get blinded by this light. And um, one of our triplets is playing Tarzan and pulled those curtains right off the wall, wall anchors included. Um, and so we've been able to enjoy that sunset for quite <laughs> a few days now. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, while squinting and eating our dinner. <laughs> Um, all right, so when we met, we were young teenagers, 13 and 14 years old. We were attending a youth group uh, together, and our friendship turned into love. We knew early on that we wanted to get married, but we waited until we were both graduated from college. Our wedding day was a picture-perfect January day with a fresh-fallen snow from the day before, Actually, it was a blizzard. Um, some guests couldn't make it, but it was still beautiful. Um, I still have the most incredible still shots in my head of Luke's radiant smile as I became his wife. Our marriage from the beginning was a whirlwind. Uh, early on, we experienced traumatic loss with the death of Katie's sister. We were both in our mid-20s and had no idea how to navigate that loss. I was exiting my career as a radio broadcaster and starting over in temp jobs, trying to find my way. Katie was working 78 hours, 70 to 80 hours plus uh, per week as a corporate training consultant uh, for Metro Hospitals. We hardly saw each other. Now, I had these expectations of myself to be the doting wife to Luke White. I wanted to have healthy, home-cooked meals I actually planned out 21 meals a week that um, I would make for the two of us. Um, I would have the wash and ironing all done on top of having a tidy and perfect home. We would host dinner parties for friends and we were living this incredible lie. Oh, sorry, I'm still going here. Um, I couldn't possibly keep up with all the tasks that I thought I was supposed to do while working 70 to 80 hours per week. Our marriage was awful. We did not communicate well. Our resentment started to build, and we were each doing what we thought the other person wanted us to do out of guilt to avoid another fight. So we did the most logical thing, uh, add a child to the mix. <laughs> <laughs> that particular pregnancy started a uh, 10-year-long horrific journey for Katie as she developed unexplained kidney pain with no known cause. She was on the, some strong pain meds and barely coherent as we tried to get through each day. Adding to that, our son was a very difficult little one. He was so cute, but he would just scream for hours. We later found out that he is on the autism spectrum, but at the time, uh, we thought this was just normal parenting stuff. The next few years passed on, we had another little boy, and things were hopping around our house. 
I was still in horrible pain. Luke and I were just existing. It felt like we were roommates, not lovers. I was wanting Luke to bring roses home unexpectedly, just to show me that he was thinking of me. I wanted him to surprise me with a weekend getaway with childcare all lined up. I had these fairy tales in my head of how marriage should be, and Luke was just not cutting it. I felt let down. I felt like I was giving all the time, and he wasn't meeting my expectations. I felt embarrassed of my husband because he wasn't the leader that I thought he should be. I really thought he should read my mind and do all the things. After all, I was holding the house together and raising our kids. Why shouldn't he show a little appreciation for me? Uh, right about this time, I had a nervous breakdown. I lost my job on our eight-year wedding anniversary. Katie was still battling this unknown pain. It was our lowest of low times. Uh, through a series of events, I went through some neuropsychological testing, and from those extensive tests, we found out that I was on the autism spectrum, just like my son. It was a hard blow, but it explained so much. I felt the confidence that I never had before, and knowing that God designed me a specific way. I, too, was glad for the diagnosis, and I wanted to be there for Luke as he processed it, but I was also mourning because the picture-perfect husband that I had in mind was probably never, ever going to come to realization. We then relocated to Dallas, Texas. Our marriage was really rocky at the time. There was so much pressure and stress between us and Edson, unsaid thoughts that we were, we were crumbling. We discovered, we discovered a class called Re-Engage. We were desperate to try anything. In the class, we talked about a circle. As individuals, we were to draw a circle around ourselves and work on the person inside the circle. And then, the next part was even tougher. I was to trust that God was working on the heart of my spouse just as he is working on me. Psalm 139, 23, and 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. If I truly believe that, I needed to live it. I needed God to examine my heart toward Katie and show me ways to love and cherish her. At that moment of the circle illustration, I realized that was meant for me. I remember the specific chair I was sitting in, much like a circle like you guys. I remember the tears streaming down my face. It meant that I needed to release Luke from all of the unmet expectations I had for him. I knew that I would be sacrificing the romance and the googly eyes for each other that I wanted so badly. I had to yield the idea of roses and surprise weekend getaways. I had to let go of the idea that Luke would just know what to do for me and how to comfort me. But in my head, I thought, it isn't fair. I'm a good wife. I don't ask for much. Why can't he just do these things? And then our marriage would be so much better. If Luke would change, our marriage would be great. In my head, I wasn't thinking anything. <laughs> and I was probably thinking about what I'd have for lunch the next day at work. <laughs> I had no idea why Katie was crying, but I knew I probably did something wrong. I hoped I would figure it out. My aha moment came a few weeks later. I realized that I was just existing in my marriage. Now I could continue doing nothing 
or continue doing that and have no change, or I could have a great interest in my wife. I decided I needed to study Katie. I needed to find out what makes her come alive, what fills her up, what brings a smile to her face, what makes her melt in my arms. Being on the spectrum, this comes really hard for me because I don't notice these things. So I found that I just had to ask her. When I asked her, she told me. I didn't necessarily act on it right away, but I let it soak in. I realized the tremendous pressure she was under on a daily basis caring for our autistic son. As time went on, the Lord changed me. I yielded. I let go of all those unmet expectations. It was painful. I wanted to be cherished and treasured, but I had limits on how that would happen. When I yielded my desires, I freed Luke to be who God designed him to be. The change was not sudden. In fact, it took a good year or so for things to really start looking up. But here's how God changed each of us in our own individual circles. I yielded to the Lord and allowed him to change me even with an autism diagnosis. We were told that we were expecting triplets, so we completed our re-engage class and moved home to Minnesota where we established our support network. I quickly found a job and an incredible company that has a strong work-family balance. God has provided opportunities for me to show up for my family and my wife that I probably would not have been able to do in a different company. When Katie calls me in pain and says she doesn't know if she can make it through the rest of the day, I gather my things at work and come home uh, to be with the kids and work from home in the afternoon. Before, I never would have thought to do that, but I know that is how I can best show love to Katie. When she has a flare-up, I try to get her favorite snacks being because eating is just not appealing to her during that time. I get all of her favorites without considering the cost. The kids and I cuddle on the couch and watch movies or take them out of the house so she can rest undisturbed. The Lord provides opportunities daily for me to bless my wife in ways that I never would have considered. Luke and I laugh because I still don't get roses, nor do I get surprise weekend getaways. In fact, for our 15-year anniversary, we stayed at the Embassy Suites in Bloomington for three nights. I booked the hotel, I booked the childcare for our five kids, and finding childcare for, at the time, three-year-old triplets <laughs> is not easy. <laughs> um, I received a bouquet of flowers from a friend for my birthday, and it meant so much. But I didn't hold any resentment on Luke for not being the one to buy me flowers. He shows his love for me in his own way. God has shown Luke the pathways to my heart. It's not in roses, and it's not in surprise weekend getaways. It's in the overnights when Luke gets up with the kids who are crying because he knows if I get up, I won't be able to get back to sleep. God has blessed him with the gift of being able to fall asleep anytime, anywhere. <laughs> he shows love for me by doing the grocery shopping for our family. If I do it, I typically spend about $100 more than necessary because I pick the prettier cans or boxes. No joke. Luke does the vacuuming in our home because it physically hurts me to do it. Luke makes dinner for our family most nights. He's really good at it, and I'm usually wiped out from homeschooling and raising our kids. One other part I need to touch on is the leadership in our home. Luke is not the traditional leader. He and I are partners, and he leans on me for my skills and social awareness and emotional intelligence. 
But there's nothing more attractive than to hear your husband pray out loud for your family. Before my autism diagnosis, I did not have a lot of good friends. People in our social circle would make fun of me because of my social awkwardness. It was extremely painful, but I just laughed it off because these were my friends. Through re-engage, I learned to trust Katie and her discernment in quality friendships. Now we're surrounded by a community that deeply loves us. Our people love us genuinely and authentically. Katie's played a huge role in identifying quality friends and people who build me up and spur me on as a man. They're called my battle buddies. Once I let my guard down and trusted Katie and the Lord to help me develop meaningful friendships, my relationships flourished. Our marriage looks like looks nothing like it did before God grabbed a hold of our hearts. When we both learned to yield to the process and allow God to work on our spouse, it changed everything. I look at Luke with a completely new set of eyes. He is handsome and kind and good. He loves me and dotes on me in the most authentic and caring ways. Our marriage has forever changed. Thank you.